dominance. What else needs to be said? Well, a lot, because I got a 20-minute show to do here. Coming up on Locked on Sabres, a huge win over the Islanders. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back from the arena after a great game to be there. The best easily to be there so far this year. The Sabres with a purely dominant victory over the New York Islanders. And I got some numbers to show you just how dominant they were who the three stars of the game were, Goat of the Night, who I'm giving the MVP of the game to, which will line up with who the game's first star was, and also Eric Comrie. What a game by him. Talk about his game and what I think his game means for Monday and Tuesday decisions that Don Granado has to make for the first back-to-back of the year. And you got a bad team in Montreal on paper and then a good team on paper in Ottawa that you'll be competing with that I think Granado's got an interesting choice to make and Comrie made it even more interesting um possible we'll, a little bit at the end what happened around the division uh interesting results in the Atlantic division on Friday night but three to one what a win what a win by the Sabres. It was, again, a great night to be in the arena. The crowd was into it. It was another game where, yeah, it wasn't a complete sellout. 85% capacity, 16,179, better than what we saw on Thursday night and Tuesday night. Um, so, you know, attendance was good. Attendance was good, especially, again, if you compare those numbers to what they did last year in October as they still rebuild their season ticket base, um, they are improving in a big way. 16,000 was good. And, again, out of the crowd was really into it. Black and red, right? Black and red, baby. I mean, that is there's an extra vibe in the building when that happens. And what was that vibe? Well, started right from the get-go. The the video, the hype-up video um, the, was awesome The Sabres put together. Devin Levi with the red lightsaber at the end of it. Nice little touch. Uh, but that got people fired up. They really lean into the black and red stuff, and I love that. I mean, the you know the crowd's into it and things are going well when they are finishing songs. You know... Say It Ain't So by Blink-182, like that's playing during the timeout, but then the puck gets dropped, so they have to stop the song, and the crowd, like 30 seconds into play, is finishing the chorus um, of a Blink-182 song, and that happened like three times in the game. They weren't all Blink songs, but that's when you know, like that game, that was a fun game to be at, because that's happening, people are excited, you know, sometimes a younger crowd helps with that, and black and red, yeah, you might get a little bit of a younger crowd. Um, And also... You know, the wave. We got the wave tonight at the end of the third period. Even, like, little plays. Not even little plays. Goals are always going to get a big cheer. But what about hits? I mean, Rasmus Dahlin killed J- uh, John gabriel Pajot coming over the middle of the ice at one point. What a hit by Dahlin. And people were n- going nuts over that. Elks Tuck, you know, sticking up for Jeff Skinner, getting into a fight in the first period and destroying a dude. Um, that people were into that as well. You had a fight, you had a big hit, you had goals, um, you had the wave, you had people finishing songs, you had the black and red. It was just an awesome night, awesome night to be in the arena. I did hear from people that they ran out of the hot dogs, the the day, you know, the hot dog of the day um, for the Islanders. But anyways, 
just how dominant were the Sabres. couple of numbers to show you why, even though they won 3-1, to one, I think they could have won by more. I, they could have won this game 6 to nothing very easily. The best number I saw to describe how dominant the Sabres were in this game was from Mike Kelly of NHL Network and TSN. Chances off the rush in this game. The Sabres were flying up and down the ice. Chances off the rush, 18 for Buffalo, 1 for the Isles. One measly chance off the rush by the Islanders, 18 for Buffalo. And they scored two of their three goals off the rush. I want to break down some of those goals a little bit in just a little bit. Other numbers that show how dominant the Sabres were. At 5-on-5, there were three power plays on each side, so these numbers are by 5-on-5 only. 64 shot attempts for the Sabres, 36 for the Islanders. In fact, I don't know that I've ever seen this. I'm sure it's happened and maybe even happened more than I think. But I can't remember the last time I saw this. The Sabres had more shot attempts. Sorry, let me start over. The Sabres had more scoring chances than the Islanders had shot attempts. That's amazing, right? The Islanders had 43 shot attempts to the Sabres, 46 scoring chances uh, in this game. So an unbelievable job by them um, and limiting chances on the Islanders side as well. Uh, what about the, the overall shots in this game ended up being 43 for Buffalo, 25 for the Islanders. Um, expected goals for in this game in totality, 4.1 to 2.4. That's if you include the power plays. If you just strictly look at five on five, expected goals for in this game, 3.46 for Buffalo, 1.78. That's 65% in favor of the Sabres. Again, I thought they really could have won by more, though, uh, very easily. Um, going through some of the goals, I want to go through the first two here, at least. Go to the night. No question about it to me. The three stars of the game, by the way, uh, if you did miss it, um, the three stars of the game were number one, Casey Middlestat, and he's going to be the GOAT of the night for me uh, as the game's MVP. I thought he was unbelievable in this game, especially on the first two goals. But before we break down those two goals, the second and third stars of the game, this was official uh, from the media voting. Middlestat, number one, two primary assists. Eric Comrie, number two, 24 saves on 25 shots. Um, he really should have had a shutout. I mean, it's not his fault, that third goal, right? That is that is the guys trying to sell out and block shots for him to get him the shutout. Um, and, you know, it just takes a couple bounces. Unlucky, right? Goes off. It looks like a Nick's Cousins maybe on the, on the arm. And then Connor Clifton's trying to, like, chicken wing the puck away from the net and accidentally elbows it into the net. That's two goals, by the way, this year against the Islanders that Connor Clifton's knocked into the net. Not his fault. Uh, he's trying. Uh, just unlucky. And then Matias Samuelson. The third star of the game, he got the game-winning goal to make it 2 to nothing at that point. And for those that have heard me talk about this on the podcast and the show and on Twitter, uh, I was running a pool. Sammy Squares was running a pool. Uh, we had we got 81 guys together, listeners and uh, friends of mine and coworkers, uh, 20 bucks each. And the first game, and then we randomized what everybody got, every game that everybody got one game. And whoever had the game where Matias Samuelson scored his first goal, 
$810 to the winner, $810 to a charity of his choice. Split the pot, winner plus charity. And uh, my buddy Dane won uh, as he had game number five against the Islanders. I guess we're going to fire this back up again. I got a lot of people asking if we could do it again. Um, and Dane donated half the pot to really cool cause um, if you missed it. It is going to – I just want to make sure I get the exact name of the uh, the charity right again. Uh, the Seeing Eye. It's a it's a charity that's based out of New Jersey that match that trains seeing eye dogs and then matches them up with people who are blind or visually impaired. So cool, cool charity that uh, Dane donated half it for. So hey, Samuelson scores and it ends up going to uh, being a good cause uh, for the night. But anyways, my go to the night is Casey Middlestat, uh, and pretty easily. Now I want to break down why it wasn't his overall play, but I will tell you that he was good, I thought, for the entire game. Creating chances, carrying the puck defensively. Man, middle stat, what, what, if, you know, if Tage Thompson hadn't had this incredible development from complete bust, right, joke of a trade to superstar, we'd talk about middle stat a lot more. From a bust, right, he was a bust at one point, wasn't he, to... Man, this guy's just a damn good hockey player. He's not a superstar or a 50-goal scorer uh, potential like Thompson has, but he is a damn good hockey player. All around, even defensively, I like middle stat. But neutral zone, speed, hands, you know, the finishing ability is never going to be elite, but everything like everything else is really good uh, in his game. And his expected goals four percentage for this game at five-on-five five, was 72%. It's amazing how many Sabres were in the positive. Samuelson, 86%. Thompson, 86%. So many guys had incredible games. But anyways, I want to tell you why Middlestat was our go to the night when we come back. That's coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. A little bit of a bonus episode. Uh, as we're, you know, we got out of the arena. I figured people would be excited to listen to it after that game. So why not? Let's bring you a show on the weekend. This episode's brought to you by Sleeper. Check out the Sleeper app. Hey, Set your fantasy lineups, and all my leagues are on Sleeper. I'm sure a lot of yours are as well. Um, love the Sleeper app. The best the best app to me in fantasy sports, and it's not even close. Um, there are possible big outcomes and scenarios that you could bet on all year long for the Sabres, and if you want to win 100 times your money, you got to play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app to take advantage. As the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is the top choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially for daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. So pick a player, you know, any player, J.J. Paterka, maybe on a given night, and then go look at the options. Uh, goal over-unders for that game, more or less. Goals, assists, saves. I think shots on goal are a really fun one to track throughout the game for a player like that. Uh, plus minus is even available to you. 100-time payouts. You heard me right. 100-time payouts on Sleeper. Start paying attention. Get your picks right now uh, so you can win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Sabres 3, Islanders 1. The Sabres are 2-3 and three on the year. And it's still second last in the Eastern Conference. But there are nine teams with two wins. So they are, you know, it's early. And they are right in the thick of it. They have the same amount of wins as Florida and Pittsburgh and the Rangers and the Devils and the Lightning and the Islanders. And, like, there's just a lot of teams that they'll be competing with where they are they're keeping pace. Um, I'll get to a little bit what happened elsewhere in the division on Friday night in a second. Uh, but first, 
Why am I picking Casey Middlestat for go to the night? Why did Casey Middlestat become the first star of this game and uh, skate out to the crowd after it? The first two goals, man. He was great. He he was the engine that drove both of those first two goals. Goal number one, Jeff Skinner, second of the year from Middlestat. What a job by 37. I mean, I thought it was the best play any Sabre made all night. He is behind the net, and he sees the puck start to get become available on the wall, and he starts booking it back. And he is really the only player on either team in the offensive zone there that is moving his feet. And not only is he moving his feet, he is moving a million miles an hour. And Casey Zekas plus Scott Mayfield kind of fumble the puck between each other. Middlestat jumps in there. It's like, I'll take that. And by the time he has the puck, he leaves those two in the dust, turns, and it's a great job in his skating ability, working his edges, plus his foot speed, because he is very quick. He's able to turn and shoot down the middle, shoot to that slot, so that he's able to stick handle through guys and get it to a scoring chance. Now, by the point, he's come from behind the net, gets the puck at the wall, turns, shoots down the middle. He has made everybody on the ice look at him. He has made all the Islanders focus all their attention on him because he looks like a bat on a hell and he's about to drive to the net. But Middlestat, we know Middlestat, right? He's not really a finisher. He is looking to make a play. That's exactly what he does here. He keeps his eye, his head up. He keeps his eyes open. And Jeff Skinner has opened up his, his stance and he is ready for a one-timer. And Middlestat is going to hit him on that one-timer every time. There's no Islander covering him because Middlestat has drawn all the attention to him. He finds Skinner, puts it right in his wheelhouse, and he's able to bury it back Simeon Varlamov. And remember, that was at a point in the second period where the Sabres could have been getting frustrated there. They were outplaying the Islanders severely, and it was still 0-0. So it's a huge play. It is a great play on multiple fronts by Middlestat. I thought it was the best play anybody made all night. Now, he wasn't done because only a couple minutes later to make it 2 to nothing. this isn't as impressive a play, but still impressive. Skinner... Chips the puck up, avoids a hit, hands it off to Middlestat. Middlestat comes in on a two-on-one. Now, he kind of gets turned around on the two-on-one. He's getting worked by the defenseman, but he does a good job. Even though he gets knocked down uh, on his knees, he maintains the puck. He maintains possession. He does find himself behind the net, but... Hey, again, good vision and playmaking vision by Middlestat. He's looking for the right play. Not always just to make any play, make the right play. Because there are a lot of players where they'll get the puck where Middlestat is. They'll see they've got a guy in front of the net. I forget which state. It might have been Skinner, actually. Skinner and Olofsson have kind of charged the net. And they're in front. And a lot of players might just try to shove that into the crease and hope for a bounce, but not Middlestat. Middlestat's got his eyes open. He sees Samuelson coming down from the blue line. Puts it right in his wheelhouse. Samuelson cuts to the middle, and he buries it for a really nice shot past Varlamov, and he uh, ends Sammy Squares for uh, for the time being. Um, so a good job by Samuelson, but Middlestat, two primary assists, and both plays were very impressive. But again, I was the first play is awesome. The first play, the first play might be the best play a Sabres made all year, not even just in that game. Uh, so go to the net, goes to middle stat. And then the third goal, by the way, just real quick, Sabres get a little lucky. You know, like once the offensive zone possession has begun, it's kind of a three-on-two, three on, uh, even a three-on-one. Darlene back to Greenway. Greenway's trying to shoot it, and he gets stick-lifted from behind. little lucky, that puck goes to Darlene. Darlene tries to go backhand, forehand, shoot. But when he pulls to the forehand, it gets lodged from his stick, and it finds its way over to Dylan Cousins, who's got the whole net. But 
even though they got lucky on the two plays that led to the goal, that play is really, to me, credited to Dalim because he jumps the the neutralized pass that the Islanders are trying to make. He's like a safety back there. Uh, and the quarterback is, or the defenseman in this point, number four for the Islanders, forgive me for not having his name ready to go. I had it open here. Um, uh, was it Pollock? No, here we go. Bulldock. Bulldock. B-O-L-D-U-C, if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, new guy for the Islanders. He he is late on the pass. And Darlene, like a, again, like a safety, like Micah Hyde, he shoots forward, he jumps it, and he intercepts it. And he carries it in himself um, and gets that zone time started, uh, that rush started. So uh, Darlene really, I think, is the, the main th- thing that contributed to that goal by just that defensive play. Three to one. But again, tough one for Comrie. Comrie Comrie deserved the shutout. He was really good. He wasn't tested a ton. The Islanders had a really hard time getting a lot of possession. But, hey, there were a couple big saves in the first period there when the game was 0-0. And I, I, I was there at the game with my wife, and I told her, like, early on, I said to her, this game could go two ways. This could either be a really entertaining game if the Sabres score first because they will then pull the Islanders into playing hockey back and forth. Like you just got to play the sport and you'll lose. And I told her if the Islanders score first, they are going to lock it down. They're going to play the one, three, one. I didn't say that, but they're, they're going to lock it down. They're going to play super defensive. And this game's going to be a snooze fest. And first period Islanders had some big chances. Brock Nelson, three on two, one timer on the right wall or the right face off circle. And, Comrie goes right to left, makes a big save, and does not allow a rebound, even maybe more importantly. That was at the 12-15 mark of the first. 50 minutes they could have played, uh, you know, prevent defense. And then he makes another big save when the Islanders are on the power play at the 7-11 mark of the first period. Again, um, 43 minutes left that they could have played prevent defense, or 53 minutes. That math's not right. Whatever. 47 minutes. Big save on Anders Lee on the power play. He's in front of the net. The puck, he makes Comrie makes the original save. Puck gets knocked down, and Lee has an open rebound chance. And Comrie turns it away, throws it off to the side again. No rebound opportunities. He deserved the shutout. He was really solid. Um, and again, the only goal that went in went off two Sabers. You can't really fault him for that. And here's where I think he makes things interesting. The Sabres have their first back-to-back coming up. Monday night at home against Montreal. Tuesday night on the road against Ottawa. Montreal is 2-1-1 in the year, but that's a bad team. We all know it's going to be a bad team. Tuesday is Ottawa. That's a good team. And one that you'll be competing directly for a playoff spot, I believe, all year long. I think, even though Comrie played well, he's still the number two. I think you go back-to-back here with Comrie in terms of Saturday night, to Monday night. I think you play Comrie in the next game. So he'll get two starts in a row. But because I, I had, a, you know, Kyle Stitch uh, tweeted me about this. Like, I think you play Levi on Monday against Montreal. That's his hometown team, right? And it's an easier matchup. I get that it's his hometown team. And, you know, Levi might want to play the Montreal game. But I think if you're just looking at it opponent-based, uh, if you take out the the personal reasons, I think you start Levi on Tuesday because Tuesday is the more important game. It is, and it's the harder game. So, not to say I don't trust Comrie right now. He's looked good in the preseason and one regular season game, but I still fully trust Eric Comrie. Like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get months, I gotta get months of good starts before I'm willing to fully trust Eric Comrie. So, to me, you play Comrie on the home game against an easier opponent 
a team that you're not expecting to be competing with you for a playoff spot. I think you go Levi. If you're going to continue to treat him like the number one, you play Levi on Tuesday because it's on the road against a better hockey team that you're going to need to beat in regulation because you can't let them run away from you in the standings. Now that's the harder game. And that's the more important game. And that's the game I want to see Devin Levi play. So we'll see. That would mean Comrie played back-to-back. And if you're wondering about Ukepekalukunen, I would not play Ukepekalukunen. I would not play him until Comrie struggles. And to me, Levi's the number one. You're going to treat him like the number one. And as long as Eric Comrie's playing well, Eric Comrie is your backup. Lukanen can practice with them or be the backup on the bench. Um, I don't know what they'll do, though. That's what I would do. I would go Comrie Monday, Levi Tuesday. I might want to guess, though, that they'll go Lukanen in one of these two games. I hope not, because I think it's risky, and he's never been that impressive to me. Uh, you know where I stand on Lukanen, but I th- I might want to guess that Coronado was thinking about Lukanen for one of these two games. We'll see. Benson, too, hopefully he's back by then. Time out here when we come back. A sail across the Atlantic. A lot of interesting results on Friday night uh, above the Sabres in the Atlantic division. That's coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are presented by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, plenty more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Final segment on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, Sabres 3, Islanders 1. Sail across the Atlantic Division. Let's do it. Let's see what else happened on Friday night in the division. And let's start with a head-to-head matchup in the division. Interesting game to see what would have happened between Detroit and Ottawa. Two teams that have had hot starts that are right now, actually, both in the top three in the division. Detroit going into the game at 3-1. and one. Ottawa going into the game at 3-1. and one. The game was in Ottawa. And the Red Wings come away with a big win, 5-2 to two on the road. Three-goal win over the Ottawa Senators. Now, here's Detroit now sitting top of the division. They're off to a hot start, 4-1. and one. I had one listener that was DMing me about how all of these Red Wings fans are up at his mentions. And it stemmed from a preview show I did about the Red Wings and the Sabres in the offseason, where I said the Red Wings were far behind the Sabres in terms of their rebuild. I still believe that, by the way. Yes, they've started hot here. They have. But on the year, I trust the advanced numbers, you know, and this is only one of the advanced numbers. There's others to look at, but in expected goals for at five on five, the Red Wings are 20th in the NHL this year. Not impressive. They are 20th. Ottawa, for comparison, by the way, is 15th. Um, much better. Yeah, b- better. I shouldn't say much better. And in this game, the 5 2 win. Red Wings over the Senators at five on five shot attempts in this game. 46 for Ottawa, 28 for the Red Wings. Scoring chances, 24 for Ottawa, 12 for the Red Wings. Expected goals for 2.11 for Ottawa, 1.15 for Detroit. The Senators outplayed them. The Senators were a better team in this game. I'm saying that even though I didn't watch the game. I usually like to have both the advanced stats and the eye tests and combine them together. I don't have half of that for you. So keep it, take it with a grain of salt. But 
by looking at the numbers, the Senators were the better team in that hockey game, and Otto, and the Red Wings got lucky. And I'm contributing all of their early season success here to a little bit of luck. I don't think they're capable of keeping this up, and I don't think they're going to end up making the playoffs. Ottawa, I think, could. And Ottawa, I think, right now, I would predict will. Um, I did that before the season. I predicted both Buffalo and Ottawa would make it, not Detroit. And I would maintain that early on here. Uh, Sabres, I might be a little bit more on the fence. The Senators, I feel pretty comfortable with picking right now because they look good. Um, so I'm not overreacting to that result. I think that, you know, it's interesting. It uh, maybe good for the Sabres that the Red Wings won it because I think they'll fall off and I'm not sure Ottawa will. So, okay, good. I'd rather give two points to the team. I'm more sure we'll fall off in Detroit. Sabres and Senators Tuesday night. Other results in the Atlantic Division. Toronto and Tampa go to overtime. You don't love that. Uh, three, you know, three points given out, but Toronto wins four to three over Tampa. That's good. Um, the Leafs are going to be a top three team in the division. I'm not thinking they're in competition with the Sabres. I do think Tampa will be all year. I think Tampa is in that race for just squeaking in the playoffs. And in this game, they drop a point to Toronto. Expected goals four in this game, 3.48, five on five, 2.81 for Tampa. It was a pretty even game, actually, um, but Toronto was able to pull it out in overtime. And Montreal, as I mentioned, I they're they're doing fine to start the year, 2-1-1. One, and one. They're their Monday opponent for Buffalo. I still think they're really bad, and I think they will be really bad all year. Um, but give them credit. They outplayed Washington. I think Washington's bad, too. Um but they were the better team in this game. Shot attempts, they won. Scoring chances, they won. High danger scoring chances, expected goals, everything. And they uh, win the game 3-2 to two in overtime over Washington. Five points in four games for uh, Montreal. So, all right, worth mentioning in the scoreboard watch. And if you want an out-of-division result, we usually try to stick to the division, but because the wild card will become interesting at some point, Pittsburgh loses to St. Louis. So the Sabres get a good result, an Eastern opponent that's a playoff contender, losing to a Western Conference opponent. And that's it in terms of your interesting scores, at least from Friday night. Sabres, uh, Saturday night. Have I been saying Friday the whole show? I apologize profusely if I've been saying Friday the whole show. It is late. It's 1130 uh, on Saturday night. Uh, so, you know, nothing, nothing counts after 11. I get a pass for things after 11 and uh, I'm going to take it on this one. If I've been, if that's even true, can't even remember because it's time to go to bed. I'm going to, I'm going to edit the show, publish it. and I'm going to sleep. So that's, I don't care. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you got a thought on the game or a thought on what the Sabres should do goalie wise, I'd love to hear from you at lockdown Sabres on Twitter or on our YouTube channel. You can reply in the comment section. I'll read some opinions on our Monday preview show uh, before the Montreal game. What should the Sabres do in goal? Who would you play Monday and Tuesday, Ottawa, Montreal? Let me know what you think. Thanks everybody for listening. Great win. Black and red undefeated to start the year. 1-0 and with a plus two goal differential. Gotta love it. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.